Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Since we've sat at the table, but we are here again. Uh, this is Eric, and I am with Brian and Jay. How you guys doing? I'm outstanding. Wow. But this is Jay. So you said Brian and Jay, but Brian gave me the go-ahead. Thanks. Yeah, uh, man. No, I'm really good. Things are good. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we just got done praying about the night and what a blessing it is to be here each week and that our families let us go. And the, the obvious joke is, <laughs> I bet they can't get rid of you soon enough. Uh, but I'm excited that, <laughs> that it is. A, it's just great to be here. Yeah. Brian. Jay. <laughs> How far art thou, O'Brien? <laughs> great uh, I'm really good. I, I really am. Um, it's been a, a very, very busy week. Yeah, um, it is. It's been a very busy year so far, but it's been a good year. Um, good busy. But, you know, sometimes um, you get to the end of your day your work day or, you know, you, the, that transition, like after dinner and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I've done so much. And, you know, you kind of hit the wall and you start to try to process the day and everything. That's kind of where I was, I think walking in here tonight. So, but, uh, it's, it's been a good day and it's been a good week and I'm really, really glad to be able to come here and do this. It's almost like a centering, you know, like, like this is one of the, one of the things I pin my week around. Yeah. And I just, I love the fact that, that, that this is one of the things I get to pin my week around. Yeah. You know, it's such a pick me up for me and I love that. Yeah. So, um, just as a reminder, lunchtime in Rome, we have lunchtime in Rome.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all your favorite places. Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast, that's my preferred method on uh, on Android. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, not yet. Um, and uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, so there's the there's that out there. And don't just check us out. Yes. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yes. we'd love yeah. to. We, 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 we talk about it, um, but I don't think we can talk about it enough where – Something's on your mind. Something's on your heart. Um, if there's something that we said that you liked, something we said that you disliked, uh, we're pretty much taking all comers at this point. So get um, in early. Yeah, come on. This is we're on episode ten, so we're in double digits. Episode ten. You missed early. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? If it's not early. Middle. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. But you know what? It's been a while. So I would like to wow. By wow. the way, I'm from Pittsburgh. It's right. been a while. Been a while. Been a while. With them cranes. But I, I just, for those who are new listeners, you know, if you're wondering, why is it called lunchtime in Rome? And it's because we're focused on Romans 12, 15 in the Bible that says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And that's just the greatest way to keep people from being alone. And yeah. we know that too many people, so most everybody goes through life feeling alone. And we've been blessed with the friendships, the brotherhood in this room that we're sure not alone. Yeah. And so we're trying to spread that to other people. And then that's, of course, here we come up with lunchtime in Rome because that's 1215. And we imagine that we are right now sitting in Rome. We got some nice cheeses, a little wine, mm. a little of the real balsamic vinegar yeah. that you always hear about, but you never really get. <laughs> and just lounging and talking about life. And so that's what lunchtime in Rome is. We want you to, to be a part of this. We want you to be in the room. We want you to be at the table and enjoy what we have and really want you to be a part of it because no matter who you are, like Brian said, 
give us a shout out. You're part of us. We will reach out to you. We have, you know, lots of ways of communicating. We know that you're alone and you might look around and we talk a lot about comfort and know that you don't really have anybody to comfort you. Yeah. I mean, not all of you, but most of us don't. Yeah. And so let us do that. We'll be there for you as well. And so we're just hanging out and talking about life, talking about food. Talking about food. Before we get into food. Yeah. Um, talking about engagement. You know, um, Emma reached out to us and, and gave us an email and we responded to her. And, and that was great. And our friend John, he uh, gave us a couple things to talk about. And Emma responded an email that she was going to listen to the show and, and possibly get back to us on you know any feedback or any further. Depends on how what she thinks of what we said. Right. So uh, we've had Dave Shire chime in. Yes. Yes. My uh, man, Dave. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Keep it coming. We love it, and uh, it's awesome. So, yes, food. It is lunchtime in Rome, so let's talk about uh, what we've been eating this week. For me, yeah, for me, I had a power cooking probably hour and a half yesterday, and it, 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 it was nothing special. It's things I've talked about before. The Jay Mitlow power hour. But, man, <laughs> I was cracking myself up by the time I was done. I mean, I went to Sam's. Oh, I, we got to talk about Sam's. And I bought some ground beef. But, you know, it's a gigantic pack. Wait, was that like the third time that day you've been in Sam's? Or that's, <laughs> Actually. That's all. <laughs> Funny you say that. Funny you should say that. Uh, it was the first of two times yesterday. Oh, okay. And just, I've been there the once two? the day before. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, however, I had to buy, you know, six pounds of ground beef. So I yeah. come home and, and I was running a bunch of errands. I'm running late, but I needed food for the, for the family for when I was going to be gone last evening. So, bam, I throw down three pounds. I get out my pre-made taco mix. Boom, I'm making taco meat. I take Ooh. the other, I make seven burgers, and I got my new griddle that, I, that I've that i never enjoyed using one before. Like whenever you see like a cooking show and they're like, nothing tastes better than on the grill, but it's just a cast iron griddle plate mm. on a stovetop. I'm I love like, a cast iron griddle plate. Yeah. But I'm like, it's not a grill. Yeah. It's not. But I gave it another shot and I'm banging that out and I made my sweet potato hash, but I made like the sweet potatoes from Sam's, which are like small watermelons. Or just waiting to cut your finger off when you're trying to cut them and dice them <laughs> up. And then I'm cutting up the lettuce and I'm doing all this kind of stuff. And I banged it all out like an hour and a half. And I just sat there and the whole house smelled like beef grease. And I smelled <laughs> like beef grease on my way to volleyball practice. And and it was just an amazing experience. But what I want to focus on right now is something very simple I did. Yeah. Tonight at dinner. And it's because somebody had given us, uh, believe it or not, parsnips. Mm-hmm. It's, Dude, I love parsnips. It's a very underrated root vegetable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's like carrots, you know, sh- but in not. shape, but it's not. Yeah. So I bought some Brussels sprouts, some, and I also been given a head of cauliflower, and so I just chopped them all up into appropriate sized pieces, not the Brussels sprouts. Little olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic, a little bit of thyme, which I have for my garden, which turns out to be a lemon thyme. I think we've talked about that. I feel yeah. like it ruined my sausage a little too lemony. Did not ruin. It's good. I've I've been eating it this week. The yeah, next batch will I'll be better. Too. Um, and just threw it in the oven, 415 degrees, cast iron, my gigantic cast iron thing oh, that Eric oh, and a few oh. people bought for me. Yeah. Bigger than you. It barely fits in the 20 oven. 20 inch cast 20 iron. 20 inch cast iron. It's amazing. Skillet. I even have to use two hands. Yeah. It's it like it doesn't even have like a regular like no. stick two, out yep. handle. Nope. It's got two like loop handles on yep. the side. There's no room for it hour and 15 minutes at 400 degrees. That wouldn't even an hour and 15 minutes. It was maybe an hour. Yeah. Just glorious. Yeah. Absolutely. Just simple vegetables. Yes. Vegetables nobody wants. Right. Cauliflower. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. 
parsnips. Yeah. What am I, 70? <laughs> and yet it was Here glorious. Some you hard, have teeth. What are you doing? You can still I do. Eat well, one's falling out, <laughs> but I mean, that's going to be fixed next Thursday. But uh, so, yeah, that's my food. Dude, parsnips. My, my mom used to make mashed potatoes and put some parsnips, parsnips in them and mix them in. Sweeten them up a little bit. They're fantastic. So good. You know what I don't do well is anything puree. Like you see it on all the cooking shows. Yeah. Oh, I made a little parsnips puree or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, this puree. And I'm like, I just I, I don't know. Not I tried. Yet. It's not. not yeah. Yet. I was going to say, you know, you've got a long life ahead of you and this is it. New challenges. <laughs> Dude, so speaking of Sam's. What about Sam's? Oh, my God. You know what? Not a sponsor. Not not yet. Not that yet. might be one I'm going to work on. I think we've referenced um, them like two weeks in a row right? now. Right. So Amy and I are officially domesticated and have uh, joined they Sam's pee. Club. We Out are of the house. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, members at Sam's Club. We are part of the club. Nice. And uh, I will tell you this. Um there really wasn't any reason for us to join before because there's just the two of us. But now that we have Maggie, you know, there's things that and the amount of food she's packing, right, away. right. But like and things the paper like plates she's going through. Right. But like right. we go through paper towels, like we go through paper towels like crazy now. There are right? trees, yeah. weeping, <laughs> um, and uh, and wipes. Oh, know, wipes! You know, do you buy your diapers there? Not yet. We 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 might try, Not yet. but Not yet. I we talked about my. Buffalo chicken dip. Yes. Last week, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I ended up buying. I polished it off this week. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I thought you were polishing it off last week. No, you were just having it last week. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was getting close, but. Um, but it I bought. a little bit like blue cheese. That might have just been a mold. I'm not sure. <laughs> Whatever it was, made it better. You're not getting sick anytime soon. You got little, enough penicillin. A little more tangy you. this week. <laughs> a little bit of a bite. Just aging <laughs> buffalo chicken dip. Um, but I bought Red Hot's buffalo chicken dip yeah. at, all, at Sam's Club. Um, pre-made pre-made and it's really good it's not it's not it's not, it's not mine right no. you know, the thing that you're famous for right, right. yes <laughs> it's not right. that but it's you know really good and quick yep. and uh man I, I love sam's the scan and go app oh you just bing, scan bang, stuff bang, as gone. you put it in the and car you look at the people in line you're like <laughs> <laughs> they're all 80 years old um what ageism right um <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're, 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 actually, no, the 80 year olds are still in the cashier checkout because now they have like eight self check self checkouts. Yeah. And only like two employees. Right. And it's, those are the people that are just like, I don't trust them. <laughs> Let me get out my checkbook. <laughs> yeah. I left my money under my mattress. But um, in the mason jar. But man, it is like I'm trying to find reasons to go to Sam's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like the, I am just a sucker. We went I went on Saturday to join just to get the membership and whatnot and scope it out a little bit. And I grabbed a couple things that I knew we needed. And I came home to Amy and I was like, I was not ready. I was <laughs> I was not ready to go to Sam's. I was like, we need a plan. Yep. <laughs> you know, and a floor, uh, you need a floor plan. Yeah. You need right. a plan. So Amy and I made like we made a list and we went back the next day. Uh, right after church, and uh, we actually went down each aisle just to kind of scope the whole store out, or you know, both of us, and uh, got what we got what we wanted, and then we got gas. Oh and, yeah, you know, on our way out, and then Monday the next day, I had a little bit of time to kill before my chiropractor appointment. So I was like, I'll go get gas at Sam's because it's not too far from my chiropractor. And I was like, I'll just go to Sam's get gas and. <laughs> So my Sam's trip uh, quota is uh, on I, the up, too. And it's so funny because I go to the same chiropractor as yeah. you. 
And last Friday, um, I, and I'd been to the chiropractor a couple of times last week anyways. Shout out to Dr. Brent. Dr. Awesome, Brent. Awesome. Brent Sheeler. Yeah. Awesome chiropractor. Not sponsor, but not, not yet. yet. Um, but yeah, he's great. And, uh, but he's right near Sam's club and my parents also go to Dr. Brent. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, I just remembered a story about your dad. <laughs> so like I'd already been to the chiropractor a couple of times last week and my back had been hurting. And so I, I was on my way to Sam's club and I was like, Oh, I'll swing by Dr. Brent's, yeah. you know, cause I love getting adjusted. Yeah. And so we're, I'm on the table. He's like, what, what brings you out? You were already here. I was like, oh, I was on my way to Sam's club and I, you know, I figured I'd stop in. He said, okay, listen, you know those Geico commercials where they talk about you turning into your parents? He's like, you're turning into your dad. Because <laughs> your dad and mom will often come here and say, we're on our way to hey, Sam's. we're on our way from back from Sam's. We're on our way to Sam's. <laughs> but then, then I went in, That's so glorious. I actually went into Sam's and uh, <laughs> as soon as I walk in, there's no. this attractive woman selling whatever and she like, you know, you try to like scurry around but she catches you, you know, once, mm -hmm. oh, you can't once make eye lock, contact. Once they lock on. With oh those eyes, man. Eyes down. It was dude. over. Eyes down. So, um, I ended up subscribing to energy. Uh, oh. but then we canceled. So <laughs> it was a big waste of time, but it was a fun story. <laughs> got suckered in. Oh, I, got man. Oh, I did. I did. But Sam's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You talking about that lady selling you stuff. I forget what some committee was talking about how, like when you're walking through the mall, and all the kiosks in the middle are like the pop-up viruses. <laughs> they just come up there. Yeah. You know, yes. friend, friend. Yes. Come here, friend. Let me tell you, friend. <laughs> and I remember once I was walking Deep with. Sea salt. Yeah. Was, I was walking with Trey. And he's at this point, I don't know, four. Did you call them pop-up viruses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at them. Don't click on them. Don't look. You know, just keep walking. Right. Just keep walking. Don't engage. And I'm walking and Trey is throwing this absolute fit. And you have to understand at this point, he's, you know, he's, so he's probably only three because he's, he's bald you know, yeah. he's deep into chemo. Mm -hmm. His eyes are sunken in everything else. And he's throwing a fit. And I'm like, well, you know, at least I can play the C card because, you know, my kid has cancer. You're not going to bother me. Friend, friend, one minute, please. And I was like, bro. <laughs> Like, you are the worst of the worst. I'm like, what do you think? I shaved his head? Did you think I like reversed? I mean, God bless him. I mean, that is a man I'm going to hire for my sales team because that guy will not take no for an answer. Yeah, they, seriously. And I would walk. He through, got no for an answer for me. I would but. walk through the mall and like they'll they'll approach you, you know, and I, and I like every time I'm like no, and I just keep walking. And Amy's like, how do you do that? How do you how, like how, like. I, I can't that's so it's so awkward to me and I'm like I didn't ask him yeah. about his product I don't and and I told him no I don't want to like even get into the yeah. well let me just Spiel. show you this right you right. know like no well you just, yeah no. you have to own the script yeah you can't let him run the script and that's right I will especially at Sam's uh the direct TV people mm -hmm. you know over right. there they're like hey can Cell I I'm like bro I said you keep selling that's all I say I'm like, yeah, I said not nice. this man but there's some man out there for you. You keep selling, you're going to hit your quota. Yeah. And, and so they think like, oh, he gets sales. So obviously I can't win him over. Yeah. And then I just, you know, in another 15 years, I'll give him the finger gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See ya, pal. Oh, man. So what else do we have? Uh, oh, wait, what did you eat this week, Brent? Did we talk about it? This week has been a trip down forgetful lane because I don't remember much. Um, I, I will say tonight. I I did um, steakums with um, dude steakums. Steakums are so good. I did steakums. Pricey. With, uh, not at Aldi. Pricey. They're pretty good at Aldi. Aldi. Yeah, and and they <laughs> taste just like steakums. 
Um, so they're like they're like Stakeums, S T A K E. Yes, right. U M M S. But I did Stakeums with um, with a Z at the end. Chopped up onion and uh, pepper, cheese. No, no, I didn't. I didn't have any pepper, but cho- uh, cheese. But it was like one of these weeks where like, hey, we should probably eat. We should probably feed the family. You kind of feel like a bad dad all week. You're like, I don't know. There's uh, we're gonna have some tuna. Oh, Alexis came through with some stuff. I mean, there was some. He hasn't stuff. eaten since Monday. It's uh, Thursday. Um, I I mean, literally, I made steakums tonight and found this big thing of sweet potato. Um, uh, what are they called? Mashed potatoes. You know, like sweet potato, like mashed, mashed potato, sweet, pota- sweet, mashed sweet potatoes. That I think I had been in my freezer for I don't know. I don't know how long they were, but they were like food bank donated. So you know that they were already. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they were actually really good. Like I, yeah. I was microwaving them, and I was like, "It smells like pumpkin pie or something." And yeah. like, they actually turned out really well. So, I mean, I would say that's my story. Now, next week, I'm going to be in New York City, so Ooh. I'm going to try to get some some deep dish pie or you know, well, no, 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 not no, that's that, Chicago. That's Chicago. So you, you want get the flat slice. fold thin right. slice. That's right. Fold. Right. You may like, not be like allowed into mango, New York. Mango, at this mango. Mango. Yes, yes, yep. mango and mangoes. Oh yeah, that's our favorite place in mango and mango on the Jersey Shore. The best kept secret. Yep. Eh. Well, not anymore. Well, not to you. I mean, now these you didn't know about it. Forty people have heard it on our podcast. <laughs> yep. yep. Now it's over. Not a secret anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, um. Oh no, I love that pizza place. It's the best. Yeah. The best. So, uh, hopefully, I have a better um, food story next week. When are you going back. to New York? I mean, sky's the limit there. When I go, to, what what was the question? You're going to New York, so I the sky is the York. limit. Yeah. Well, like, but it's like one of these things where it's a work trip, and I have no idea. Uh, I know it's going to be a ton of work, and I just, you know, I'd like to get out and, and eat, eat something somewhere. But um, They have a couple places there. Yeah, I, w- I hope they don't close, though, like at 11 o'clock <laughs> or 10 o'clock at night. I think they'll be open. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, ah, good New York pizza, Sabaro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael's got <laughs> his favorite pizza place. Oh, that's great. Authentic New um, York pizza. One. Yeah, but so this week, things I have going on, I, I finally got my one wisdom tooth pulled out of my mouth. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad it's gone. But now, so now like my cheek tissue is trying to like move into the neighborhood, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, kind of like, Pushing I got to be careful of like, not like biting down very quickly. Cause like, it's like right there. Oh, there's um, nothing better. Then you get a little scar tissue in there. It gets uh, inflamed. So you keep biting it. Yes. Good times. Yes, exactly. I so, love mouth stuff, right? Like uh, dental stuff. It's the best. So I am, uh, but you know, and kudos, you know, kudos to my dentist did a great job. Numbed me up real good. Didn't you feel said dentist. I heard dad. Kudos to my dad. I mean, he numbed <laughs> me right up. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know your dad did that stuff. <laughs> but you know, what's funny is, you know, I was like, man, this really like, like a tooth extraction, like the technology really hasn't changed <laughs> since like the dawn of time, yes. right? Since Castaway, except uh, except for like the numbing and the you know the, the movie the... Castaway. Where he... No, I know. Yeah, I don't know if that's really identified as a time period. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> like last it happens year, over three hours in a movie. I mean, <laughs> oh, it was a time period. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, no, but it's just like a big pliers. And like crunch, you know, crunch, yeah, crunch, crunch, crunch. The crunch. noise is what's awesome. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, I, yeah the crack that like goes through and then, your skull. 
Um, yeah, except for the numbing, you know. But that's changed. That is. You're not biting on a bullet. Wait, anymore. seriously? Yeah. That's what you hear when you get a, a tooth. What, oh, it tooth? is. Well, crunch. if it cracks, like if like like when he was gripping Ooh. my tooth, it like it cracks, and that crack of a tooth is like a shock embedded in off. your skull. I'm getting and it just getting the heebie skull. That's that's like nails on a chalkboard. Oh yeah. Even though, but if the if the t- if the tooth is still intact, yeah, and you don't crack it, yeah, it is a crunching, and it's just this noise in oh, your yeah. head. Did you end up uh, just stick a tea bag in there? No, I I, I didn't have to. Um, because the to keep the bleeding down, unless right. you're wondering. The ble- after the gauze yeah, was no in there, it, it's, yeah, it stopped. The tannins in the tea. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, same thing. If you ever get any kind of a cut, you can do that. As somebody just told me recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tea cauterizes the wound a little bit. Yep. Yep. You tea bag yourself. Oh boy. No, um, which reminds me, back in the day playing softball, Mick Nardozzi slid at Penn Hills Park. And they had this, they had put this new kind of infield dirt down and they had had a flood to what's right by the sewage plant. Penn Hills Park. Yeah. Yeah. Great times. There. You know where you want to put a park. Right, right by, down a sewage right by a sewage plant. I always thought that was And they'd had a flood earlier that spring. Yeah. And they put this new stuff down. So he slides. Of course, he's wearing shorts. Just gouges up his leg. From his knee to his ankle is this bloody mess. As you say, Nick Nardozzi. Mick Nardozzi. Mick Nardozzi. Add down Penn Hills Park. That's right. So it the bleeding... And then he got an infection, which I got one later that year. Like everyone that slid in that park <laughs> got an infection. Oh, no. And of course, you know, the county and everybody else was like, nope, we tested the soil. Everything's fine. What a but coincidence. So bad. He had to put a feminine pad <laughs> down oh. over his shin, over his wrapping oh, to absorb all the goo. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Wow. That was good. Wow. Time. So you said uh, goo and then you were just talking about crunching teeth. It's a good time. No, nobody's nobody's getting weirded out. By and of this. course, one of the guys said, ah, Mick, you had to wear a tampon. <laughs> and then everybody turns and looks at him like, bro, you don't know any women, do you? <laughs> that's not how that's not a no. So what about let's say you what's uh, what's going on in, in your life, Jay? Uh, well, lots of different things, but. I would like to highlight most specifically uh, Tuesday night. I do the announcing for our football and our basketball mm-hmm. teams, and it was a big night. Girls played six. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I'm I had sorry. to get my chicken this week. Thanks, I know Jay. we had to cancel Tuesday night. The one night. night that I was gonna come. I knew you were gonna say that, and I'm gonna be gone. But next I'm serious. Week. I was really. Well, don't tell Joe you had the fruit locked and loaded. I didn't have the fruit okay. locked and loaded. Especially now, at Sam's. You're gonna have all kinds of fruit. Ooh. Joe's got, was gonna get like double. Well, you still got that fruit on top of your fridge down in your garage. No, it's gone. Oh, you got. <laughs> I have to get a new bowl. Anyway, back. So, our number one rival, our next door neighbor, Woodland Hills High School. They're ranked fourth in our district. We're ranked fifth. Uh, we're both undefeated in the section. For the girls who are playing at six, we're number one in the section. They're number two with only one loss. Everything was on the line. And these are, I mean, back in the day, and I mean 10 years ago, they would play this game after school with no fans allowed because of the threats of violence and the fights and everything else. And And this is volleyball? This is basketball. Basketball, okay. Um, So now given the fact that we've had a lot of, they've had a lot of students pass away over the last couple of years through gun violence. Mm. And we've lost several students uh, the same way. Yeah. And there's been some bonding in that and some support and mm, some yeah. anti-violence demonstrations where both schools came together and we're still unbelievable rivals. Yeah. And then even last this fall, when we ran into the whole thing with Connellsville, 
um, and we'll reference that in the show notes mm-hmm. um, with some racist allegations where they made some racial comments and it all got blown up and it just became very evident that there was a lot of, yeah, I don't know, ignorance, a lot of hard feelings. We once again sort of bonded in that. Well, yeah. So here we are Tuesday night back to being rivals and our gym holds 2000 people, which yeah. is pretty big. And by the end of the girls game, the Woodland Hills went out to a lead and then our girls blew them out in the second half. And now the guys game's about to start and it is packed. I mean, there are 2000 people in our gymnasium. Wow. Their student section is almost full all the way to the back of the gym. Our student section full almost to the back of the gym. Wow. And they have a guy on their team who's averaging 29 points a game and he's a D one recruit. And we've just, we're, we're just great, but we don't have a superstar. We're just a team. And it's unbelievable to watch. I could go on forever, but the beauty of it is it was a great game. We blew them out, which is awesome. But it was just high school sports. Yeah. There was no drama. There yeah. was no fights. You know, the student sections got after each other. You know, we can't hear you and this side yeah, chain yeah. and that side chain. And then when Playful I played. full competition. And then I played on, Swag yeah. Surfing, uh, which is a song that our team loves and everything else. And all of a sudden, their side's dancing to it <laughs> while our side is also dancing <laughs> to it. That's awesome. And the song ends and everybody's just clapping. It was yeah. such a great moment of what it is. And in yeah. schools that look at That's our really schools. Cool which are both predominantly African-American, mm-hmm. but are blended yeah. with such disdain and everything else. I'm like, no, this is what it can right. look like. Yes. Right. And it was so much fun. I mean, it was, it was intense and I'm just in the court and I'm doing the announcing and you yeah. don't want to screw up. And yeah. Um, at one point it was back and forth and our fans started chanting, we've got rings because we won the state championship in football. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because their side was just like, yeah, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> like, like they were just laughing. One girl in the front gave double middle fingers, but, um, it was just, it was a, it was a great night. We always use the phrase in Penn Hills. It's a great day to be an Indian. And it really was, yeah. it was just a positive experience for everybody. That's awesome. Um, at one point our coach came up to me during the girls game and he said, cause I do the music as well. And he said, Jay, what do I have to do? He said, to get you to not play music when you're introducing the other team. He goes, I swear, you're the nicest guy in the WPIAL. <laughs> hyping up the He goes, hyping up the other team. team. And I said, well, coach, I said, here's what you have to do. Tell me, don't play music <laughs> during their announcements. See, I think you do play music. Well, I actually play the Kurt Angle theme, which is da-dum, da-dum, but in WWE, the fans yell, you suck. <laughs> so it's my own little way of telling the other team, you suck. I was going to say, like, do, like, the Nutcracker theme. Right, or something. Any light folk rock from the 70s? <laughs> yeah, right. Nickelback. <laughs> wow. Even though I like Nickelback. Sick burn. But I know you're not supposed to. <laughs> so I said to him, what you have to do is tell me not to. And he goes, Jay, um, don't play music when you introduce the other team. And I went, Okay. And he walked away and he's intense. He's basketball, basketball, basketball. Right. Like, in the zone. You know, right. And I turned to the guy doing the time clock, which is my friend and my volleyball coach, Todd Holler. Yeah. And I said, Why why would he even bother asking me? He normally tells me. And Todd goes, Jay, you're very intimidating. He said, You intimidate so many people. He goes, Not me. <laughs> he goes, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I didn't play music. And I whispered it. I was like, number one, Keandre Bulls. <laughs> number two, Rayshon Robertson. <laughs> so that's my story. Oh, Intimidating, huh? Yeah, don't you don't you forget it. Huh. So that I moment, already forgot that. That yeah, moment well. probably brought you joy. It did. 
It was a lot of fun. Oh, you mean him being intimidated or no, Todd the, making like the jokes whole, about it's it? It's a good day to be an Indian. Oh, it's a great day to be an Indian. Right. Oh, the game and the whole experience. Blew him out. Good kids, too. I said that about the football team, but there's good kids on the basketball team, too. It's nice to hear stuff like that, especially being from Penn Hills myself. Yeah. Right. Grew up here, graduated from here, whatever, you know. And Living I mean, here currently. Yeah. And, and your you, kids are Indians. There is such a. Not to be offensive. Well, right. You know, and. and this was the first year that we sent them to public school. I mean, obviously, my daughter's in first grade, so yeah, she, you know, she's a, a little, big, a little Indian, not a big track record, but um, Squaw. I mean, we, we've done a couple of different things with Ethan, where you know we've we've sent him to a charter school here. We've sent him, we've actually homeschooled him. We did a cyber school. Yeah, you know, now he's in sixth grade, and this is the first year we actually sent him to public school because my perception, even living here, even going here, was. Uh, right exactly i mean i know what it was like when i don't I, know why i had to make the same growling noise you, you because were. you know like what that, i'm talking that made about. it so much better no <laughs> oh, people that are listening are like oh, oh i see oh, yes oh jay did it that way <laughs> yes okay oh, that's why i'm intimidated so but it, but it's really nice to hear as and it's a, been a positive experience as a citizen of penn hills as yep. a as a dad you know it, it is it's great that's that's really awesome to hear yeah so go penn hills great day to be an indian or yeah. what is it it's a great day to be an indian good yeah and we had junior high tryouts for volleyball and I told them all, and it's, it's probably the most manipulative and true thing I say to them is you were made to be great at something. Now here's seventh and eighth grade girls trying to try out for this volleyball team. We still actually make cuts. Enough people try out. We have to make cuts. I said, it's a, my, it's my job. Our job as coaches to find out if you're great at volleyball. I said, and if you're not great at volleyball or we don't think you will be, it would be wrong for us to keep you away from whatever it is you're going to be great. Mm. It's a really good way to let them down. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and it's true, though. But yeah. it's absolutely true. Like, go read a book. Go play an instrument. Yeah, it ain't going to be volleyball. You're just going to end up hating me. I'm going to hate your parents. <laughs> that is professional but, political level right there. Oh, that's gold. gold Took me 18 Jerry. years to come up with that one. So what else? Um, your tooth. I, my tooth. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's it. That's what's going on that in Sam's Club. Yeah. I think. No, I'm, I'm New York City next week. I mean, yeah. I'm just. Trying to rev up for that. Yes. And and it's nice because we get to share these stories yep. and we get to talk about joy. Joy. Yeah. And we talked for the last couple of weeks about, you know, where hurt goes and what, you know, manifests itself into anger, into fear, into guilt and self-condemnation. And we look at all that. And if you listen to this all the time, you're like, well, you guys lead miserable lives, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, or it's just dark every time I listen to your podcast, which I don't think is the case. But at the top of that, if you will, cup, you know, if, if it's flowing upwards and we've referenced it before in our show notes, this cup at the top, it's supposed to be joy. That's where the good emotions of life are. Yeah. And even though you've got these hurts and you've got the negative ramifications of hurts, there's still space for joy. But the problem becomes when there is now so much hurts, therefore so much anger, fear, guilt, self-condemnation. You got no room. You got no room for joy. And you become what, you know, I think the extreme clinical term is numb. <laughs> yeah. That something good happens and you're oh, like. I, I've been there. Yeah. And, and you're like, uh, that should make me happy. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Or something even bad happens and you're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where did you, I mean, you jumped on that, Brian. When, when does that happen? When have you felt like that? Like what were the conditions of life at that time? Oh, I mean, we've talked about. The, the 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 real estate era in my life dun, dun, dun. just numb just numb um 2007 that year even though ethan was born in you know and it was it was a, your first child yeah my first child a miraculous thing and then four months later um alexis's mom dies 51 years old 
you know, on top of all the real estate stuff we were going through, all that financial collapse and strain that we had, <laughs> at some point you're just like, eh. Like I just like your mom, you know, I, I keep coming back to what your mom says, honey, I can't, I can't. <laughs> right. you know, like, yeah. like you just, oh. you get to that point where it's like, if, if you don't do that, um, you're, you know, and I, and I, I, I go, my heart goes out to the people that have to cut themselves or, you know, do these, these different kinds of things to, because to they feel. want to feel something yeah. because they're living in a constant state of, I feel nothing, you know, whether that's through medication, um, or, or whatever you just, just what, you know, we've talked about, about Hertz. Um, I, I've been there in, you know, certain times where you're just, you have nothing at all left to give or to even care about, mm-hmm. you know, even, even though you have all of these things. And that's why I think, you know, for me, gratitude so important is because I know what it's like to be in that spot where you're numb. And I know that the antidote in so many cases, and you know, I'm sure we're going to get into all of this, but for me, learning to grow in that gratitude and seeing a simple smile on somebody's face, like when you're in that part place where you're so numb, you can start to crawl out of it, like by doing that. But um, I don't want to get ahead of us, but yeah, um, that would be one area in my life where I've been like that. Um, I would say for me, another one would have been um, when I was working i would say five five years ago or so eric when i'm pointing to you like Mm -hmm. we were both working at a a particular place Mm -hmm. and you know you ended up getting a job that i also interviewed for and i was just so you you guys you and my wife and your wife had an intervention for me at at the at the beach of all places yeah because you were so worried about me because i was so at the end of just caring about anything we were we were so we love going to um, Ocean City, New Jersey. It's a great place. Oh, it's that twice now. Yeah. Yes, where Brian likes it's, to hoverboard three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Brian. It's Brian's favorite place on the planet. Is that correct? Absolutely. And we were on vacation, and he was just 2014. Yeah, 2014 just at zero. Like he was just nothing. Mm. And I'm like, bro, like we are, like we're supposed to be like we're on our date. We're everything our is date. flowers yeah. and rainbows, and like everything is great. We've made sunshine it and roses. Yeah. Dead, dead, dead inside. Yeah, and, yeah, it was a tough I mean, time. And you guys called me out on it, and you know, it, it was just—it was a really, really, really difficult spot. And I can't, you know, I'm an optimistic person, but for as much optimism as I, ha- I have, it when you get to that point where you're that numb, you can't manufacture um, a way out of it. You know? Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Because you can't suck it up, Buttercup. Right. You can't focus on the promises of God. You can't memorize another scripture verse. You can't read a book that's going to, I mean, there's right. nothing. You, can't. you, you need can't. somebody. You need a relationship. Right. Yeah. You've got to get somebody who can join you in that, yeah. in that moment. And Brian, even now, I, <laughs> I'm so sad that that is such a great example <laughs> because the joy. You're sad it. that it's a great example. Yeah. Because I'm sad that you had to go through the birth of your child and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And the death of your mother-in-law who meant a lot to you. I mean, you know, insert mother-in-law joke here. Yeah, No, it wasn't like, you that. know, where people right. are like, Oh, it's an answer to prayer. Right. Right. Yeah, but was- you loved her. And, and, and moreover, Alexis was devastated. Right. Oh, so you had best friend. the highest of highs and the lows of low that life has to offer. And yep. we're deadened to both. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I'm sad that it's such a perfect example. Well, I'd I, rather you did. I wish I'd, I'd rather you were able to say to me, 
Yep. Got nothing. And, and, no. <laughs> right, no. Right. And, and, and to even bring it into even further focus, the exact moment where I was the deadest inside I think I've ever been is <laughs> we, so Alexis's mom died. Um, the funeral is going to be out in Kansas City. We're flat broke at this point where we have to get in the Jeep and drive across country in the middle of summer. The air conditioner broke. There it is. On the way. Um, the my my our our wind one of the power windows broke on the way back um but you know it's a it's like a it ended up being like a two-day trip for us and ethan was four years or four months old five months old at the time oh that's easy and just the last two hours of that trip he his face was purple like he he just was so crying so hard from being in the car i mean yeah. he, he was a angsty kid anyways he didn't sleep well you know so we're dealing with fatigue we're just dealing with all of these different things and it's just these last two hours of this journey on the way to my my mother-in-law's um service it's not like hey we're gonna get to the amusement park soon no <laughs> right no, he's right he's four months old but still right he's his face is purple and like Alexis and I would just had the most blank. Ex- like we were just, I glanced over at her. She glanced over at me <laughs> and, and just, we had no expression. We had nothing like that was the most dead that I've ever been. Wow. Most numb that I've ever been. And I, I can't tell you the depths of how much that, how, how grateful I am that I'm so far from that now. I yeah. can't, not the depths. I can't tell you how express, how grateful I am that I'm so far from that. Yeah. You know, it's been such a long journey, but, um, you know, and other people have moments like that, you know, they, they have seasons in their life where is this ever going to end? Is this storm ever going to end? Is there, you know, we've got one more, th- I can't take one more thing. If I take, if one more thing happens to me, I don't know what to do right you now. And, and, and you don't know what to do. So you just go numb. You know, it's like the fetal position. You're, you're just being kicked and kicked and kicked, and you just go into this fetal position. So, um, I, you know, Jay, you're, you you started, you know, you're talking about joy or numbness. What do you say to somebody that, you know, is there? Or what do you say about my stories? I mean, like, I, I don't know where to go from here. I'm just kind of, right. Know, this is my story. What well, and part of me is wondering a little bit, you know, when, Eric, you said you guys called him out on that. Yeah. And I'm wondering now, looking back. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, because right. you only barely kind of knew it then. We're talking four years ago, as far as emotional responding. And this this isn't the like. That would have been a freshman. We're talking two separate. We're talking two different things. You're talking about the 2014 phase, and right, the, right. The the crying baby in the car. That's back in 2007. Right. So I just want to make sure. We're yeah, clear. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, what was the question? Sorry. Yes. Looking backwards. Yeah. When you know, because the quote was. You called me out on that. Right. Yes. Which to a degree makes it sound like you were doing something wrong. Right. Well, maybe it was more like, dude, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? Because you're like not like we're we're in Ocean City. What's the matter? Like, what's what's going on inside? You know, Um, because we were just. Yeah, it was worried. We were worried. When I say called out, it wasn't like this accusatory thing. It was more just like. (laughs) Yeah, this this isn't we you know we took a ferry boat that day across like the ocean. I mean it was it was a cool day, you yeah. Know? And and in and a yet, cool place, and yet I could find no comfort. It was just like you know, not that my skin was on fire. I just you know I, I had I, there was nothing that in this present reality in that present reality that was going to um, make it better because the thing that was hurting me was. I just felt completely and absolutely 100% stuck in a situation that I could not get out of. That I, and no matter what I tried to do on my own, 
I could not I could not shift the forces of the universe. So every day I was waking up and doing the same thing that I hated. And I think what you just said is so important is on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to go back to that day on the beach. What's interesting is you, you've said that day on the beach, you know, okay, use the wrong words, called me out. But in that day, they joined you in your moment. And they, you, you can remember being on the beach. You remember that conversation. Mm-hmm. And you remember that they entered your Greek, world. Was it a Greek restaurant, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it a Greek restaurant that was on Diners Drive in yep. the Dives? Yep, but great, so, great food. not on the beach, but at we were in Cape Georgia May, was on vacation. City. Yes, on George's place. Yeah, I believe that's what you guys said it was. Yeah, I'm we're trying to think of the this name. Summer. Yeah, that's George's what I mean. place. Yeah, we'll we had an argument yeah. this summer about whether or not to go there, and it was a good time. Boy, yeah, it was yeah, good. Not, not to take away from your point, right? Well, the, yeah, and my point is, and that is part of the solution is someone entered your world, and someone joined you and said, "What's wrong?" And you got to share. Well, you know, whatever you said. And like you're saying, you guys were, you cared, you joined him in that moment. And that's, we talked last week about enmeshment. And when you take on a role that's not yours in a relationship. And so you go and get too involved and too entangled in somebody else's stuff. Well, the opposite is true when you go numb and it's being detached. And that's when you've had so many hurts, so much pain, no solution, and you've given up hope. And you're smiling. Well, no, it's because I go back to last week when you were talking about you either it's either enmeshment or detachment. I, I, like I you, gave that big grin at right. detachment. And you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> we'll so. see you next week. Um, <laughs> Here it is. But that's what you do. It's it's I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm not going to feel anything for anybody ever yep. again. Again, not necessarily a conscious decision. Right. And what people will say in the in the profession is it's much easier to fix somebody who's enmeshed. Because you're just sort of untangling Uh, these emotional wires. Whereas if somebody is detached, they've cut the wires, they've cut the wires. Right. And you see that, you see that all the time in relationships where people are what they're dead to you. Yep. And it's because you've given up hope. You've given up, you've been hurt time in time again. And that's why you can have all the counseling in the world. If the relationship's broken and especially if one person's unwilling to fix the relationship, you can't fix that. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to work with the people in your life to help them no matter what relationship status they have with other people, that you are engaged with them and that you are loving them and that you are comforting them and you are joining them in their pain so that they begin to feel and they begin to have those hurts healed through comfort. Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 15, rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn. And so it's in relationships so that you realize you're not alone and that there are others who have been disappointed. There are others who have gone through this and that they're joining you. Yeah. And as you're talking about enmeshment, detachment, and, um, you know, we're, we're talking about wires and, and I think about the, the verse in Ecclesiastes, you know, you as a pastor probably have used it in, in, um, uh, why don't you re- wedding ceremony? I was going to say, why don't you refresh me on what that verse is? <laughs> um, but it's it's about the 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 three chord strand not being broken. Ah, yes, strand of three is not easily broken. Yeah, a chord of three. And and I, you know, I think about that a lot because it's it's a perfect metaphor for what happens when um, you know you have a God centered relationship. You know, whether it's among friends or family or you know your your spouse or whatever, when so much of the world has a solution where it's it's kind of a one-to-one thing and you're dealing with two human beings that are on you know this physical plane this level where is if if you have god is that third strand and you're you're truly enmeshed with 
you know, the Holy Spirit, not to get too, you know, churchy, but that's a very, 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 very difficult thing to break, you know, and, and it's like, there's that, there's that anchor that's thrown into the middle of that relationship that you can't get on, like on, on the horizontal, uh, or, you know, the, the, yeah, horizontal, Mm -hmm. um, way of living with somebody, you know, when you have that third, that third strand, it, it really becomes a, a much more unique relationship because there's something eternal that you're both clinging to, you know, and keeping it on the spiritual tip. Um, a lot of times people feel detached from God Mm. because they have prayed, God, remove this situation from me. God, please heal the relationship with my father. God, please help me get into the grad school of my choice, whatever the illustrations are. And powerball numbers. And it comes back. No. And it comes back. No. And it comes back. No. Yeah. And so and that becomes a hurt, right? I mean, that, that, absolutely. Becomes a, that becomes a hurt. Um, I was listening once again. I, I really can't recommend uh, the podcast, uh, the place we find ourselves any higher than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so hilarious because he talks about what we talk about, but he's far more learned, yeah. far, far more experienced than we are and not nearly as entertaining. Right. So really, it's a great compliment to our website, right. to our podcast. Um and he was just talking about that. And he said, you know, disappointed, if you go back to the, the original language, is it's a, it's a missed appointment, an appointment not met. Mm. And that you had an appointment with God, and he didn't show up. And so you're disappointed in God, or you're disappointed in your father, or you're disappointed in these different things. Right. And so as you were talking about involving God in this, well, yet still sometimes people go, yeah, I tried that. It yep. didn't work. Right. And that's where I think we as followers of Jesus and really represent representatives of him have to be that person for somebody else to show up yeah. for them on behalf of God right? and to be there with them. And what, what's the word pisses me off so much mm. is look at what being joyful and being numb. Those are two different things that render you not, no, sorry, just being numb, not joyful when you're numb you're unable to rejoice with those who rejoice Mm -hmm. and you're unable to mourn with those who mourn. So not only only have you been negatively affected, you're now, pardon the phrase, neutered. I was just going to say that word. (laughs) From being able to help others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, if we can go out and continue to love others and, and, and join them in their emotion and help them not be numb, we're saving two people and maybe more. Because we're saving that person from from being emotionally numb. Right. But now we're releasing them and, and enabling them to go be there for other people. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I can't recommend that website or that podcast highly, more highly. It's just incredible. So we've talked about numbness. Um, what about joy? How do you, how do you, com- like, so if your cup is, because in a healthy, in a healthy life, your cup should have, Lots of room. overflowing joy at the top, right? I mean, sure. I'm thinking of the illustration. I'm like, I don't know if joy overflows, but yeah, I guess. I mean that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, if if everything's kind of at a proper level, that joy, you know, is is very much at the top. Um, how do you holistically go for how How would you say you go from that numbness to that that joy? I mean, I because. I mean, I, I know for me, again, I, I have to go just keep going back to gratitude and, and honestly, um, you know, and again, not to continue to bring this back to a spiritual place, but for me, 
you know, part of part of this whole journey, uh, as far as being a Christian, so much of what people see is just it's it's the it's the standard answer. It's the you know the the surface level. But for me, um, you know, you hear Jesus saves. Well, for me, in those places in life, I knew that the only way that the, that I was going to get out of those places was for Jesus to save me because I had no capacity within myself. You know, and so a lot of times you hear Jesus saves and, you know, okay, I'm going to go to heaven. Great but bumper sticker. In my life, <laughs> I've had so many instances where, where I've he been, literally, I've been so enmeshed and so in, in a situation that I physically, mentally, spiritually could not get myself out of. You know, like I said, I could not manufacture my way out of either of those two times in my life. Um, and there was, you know, the third time a long time ago in my life, which, you know, we don't need to talk about, but uh, at this point, but, you know, like it, it was one of those points where, Jesus had to come in and he had to, he had to rearrange the universe. He had to reconfigure the scales, so to speak. And so, um, once that happened, I began to, I began to have to exercise the gratitude, but what do you say to somebody who is numb? Somebody, you know, and, and obviously we've always, we've talked about find somebody, you know, uh, find a relationship. Um, what are some other things that somebody can do to go from numbness to joy and obviously, you know, with, with the stated thing that we just said about not being able to manufacture it. Uh, to be very honest, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, this is the only thing I've ever found is true comfort. We're made to be in relationships. Yeah. Right. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. That There's no amount of, you know, just cognitive behavioral therapy that makes you understand your pain. Self-help. Any self-help and all that. I mean, I, I think that just leaves you in another hurt. It, it, it can help with this. But I think outside of relationships, I don't know. And maybe, hey, if you're out there and you're like, hey, this worked for me, yeah, great. Right. But even from a, a cognitive level and then from also a practical level, I don't see anything else helping that. Well, and like to your points, Brian, like I think um, if you probably look back, yeah, God rescued you out of all those situations, but he probably did it through a lot of people. Well, you you would be a probably, well, one of them. Well, one of them, but yeah. a big one because I mean, part of part of my, especially in you know 2014 and all that, um, it was my job situation. Yeah, you moved on to a different job. You right. recommended me for the job, and then you know, not that a job is life changing, but those certain. And again, God, been, you, God used locked me in a place right, yeah. for so long. Yeah, and I tried so many things on my own, and then it was like almost like when the time was right. Yeah, when when, it, when that ice needed to thaw, that's when it happened. Yeah, and. Uh, until that appointed time came, right. I couldn't do anything. But it was through you, yeah. You know, on that on that human level, right. recommending me. And... and I think a lot of it is being in tune with that. Like there are like just the just the nuts and bolts of the way things work of emotional needs and comforting those emotional needs, right? Right. But then God works within those that the way you know those earthly this earthly realm through that in ways that we. Probably a lot of people do un uh, like unintentionally. They just don't realize they did a great, you know, they provided great comfort or whatever. But that's probably what happened. And then like that person got out of that situation. Right. You know, like people that are addicted to drugs or whatever. The only way that they're pretty, I would say probably ninety nine point nine percent going to be able to battle that addiction or w with whatever drugs, food, anything is going to be with help from another person. Right. So right. Whatever you know, you're the the whole real estate thing yeah what it, what what got you out of that was people you know providing and, and helping you out you know mm -hmm. throughout the way and a lot of it 
if you're not really paying close attention to it, it probably a lot of it you don't think about. But I think like I think God has called us to be more in tune with it so that we are more aware of it so that we are spreading that, you know, one, the gospel, but also the gospel of meeting emotional needs, because we are what is going to make a difference. I mean, that's like that's just that's just the way it works, in my opinion. And to that end, I think when you experience that healing and when you have that comfort, it enables you or, you know, even that joy, like you said, spilling out to see other people. You know, I think we're way too inwardly focused because we are so hurt. Right. And so therefore we're very myopic and we're looking inward all the time. Yeah. And so if you get to a point where now your hurts are lowered Mm -hmm. and so now all the reactions to the hurt is lowered and there's more joy and there's more joy. What do you do? You spread that joy. Right. Right. And instead of having addictions and you know, all the different things that come out of the top of your emotional cup, which harm us, uh, you now have joy coming out of the top Yeah, and you can share that with other people and help people in their times. Right. And I would like to, insert this here if you um i I would love to hear who's ever out there listening share a story i would love to know how if you have found yourself in a place where you're numb and everything's just like gray and tasteless how how did you what 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 can we do to comfort you and then if you're a person that has gone from that place of being numb to a place where you're relatively healthy now um, what are some of the things that have happened to you to, to help you get on that journey? I'm really curious. You know, I think we all are to, to hear that side of, you know, to hear that story because I've shared sure. mine. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear other stories about that. So if you're out there, please, please, um, you know, you email us if you don't want to, if you don't want it to be, um, you know, talked about, that's fine. Yeah. You can rename it. We can, yeah, we can keep re- everything anonymous. Yeah. I love making I, up, uh, other names. And if you, and if you don't do that, I might just create stories and, and we might just talk about it next yeah. time. But, um, but no, I mean, genuinely, I want to hear, um, if you're, like I said, if you're going through a really rough time right now, being numb, what can we do to comfort you? What can we do to help you, um, maybe find some joy? And if you've gone on that journey and you're on the other side of it, I would love to hear about that too. Yeah. And I think just a story that popped into my head, so I'll say it. There was a guy who had been involved in my ministry, the ministry that God gave me in Young Life. And he wasn't like, he just sort of showed up. Like, it wasn't like God put him on my heart. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go love that guy, you know. And he'd been around and I did some good work with him and loved him and included him and all that kind of fun stuff. And it was years later. I mean, he might have been in college, might have been out of college. And I saw him and I got an update from him. And I said, hey, man, you know what? I'm just really proud of you. That's all I said. I'm really proud of you. And he said he went out and he got in his car and he cried for 45 minutes. Because his own father had never said that to him. Wow. And that he'd carried that burden of not being, you know, his dad not being proud of him. Mm. And again, that's just where how God can work through somebody who's willing. Like, I just felt, I'm I'm just going to stop short. I did not feel led to tell him Mm. I was proud of him. Right. I just went, proud of you. (laughs) Right. You know, and there's other times like where I'll feel led to do something. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So, and then in that moment he didn't feel alone and there was healing and, yeah. and whatnot. So again, Brian, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I, we just want to hear people's stories. We want to be there for you and, and, and listen to you and celebrate with you yeah. or, or, or mourn with yeah. you. Yep. And I think we can all just do better at, at loving people. Speaking of do better. Hey, is this the do better segment? This it is, is the do better segment. We'd love to have a sponsor for this segment. Yeah, we would. We'd even let you say, 
Do better. Right? Do yeah, we've been better. playing around with an idea. Oh, uh, we can't we've really got some announcements yet, coming but, up. Um, we've been playing around with an idea for this exact spot right here. For the do better spot. Your voice. Your so we voice. can make the do better do better. Yes. Oh. oh. So do we have a do better? I do have a do better. Yeah. Uh, and here's the headline. Man leaves two pounds of marijuana. Now, like first of already, all, I mean, do better. Yeah. Don't leave you your marijuana. Don't leave it laying yeah. around. I'm sure you had a license. In uh, Uber. Busted by troopers when he went to retrieve it, police say. That is a lot of pot. I'm not a big pot smoker. And by that, I mean, I've never had it. Uh-huh. I don't judge those who do. I would think that's a lot. I watch that a lot of a, cops. Right. A lot well, of live PD. I have smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> today? And, not today. No, okay. Let's clarify. Um, and that's a lot of pot. Yeah. How do you forget two pounds I mean, maybe because well, you're smoking pot. Well, yeah, that's a good point. It's because of the uh, quarter ounce of meth that he had had. So, but, uh, <laughs> I think the story went. Hey, that's unfair to true pot like, smokers. Left, Not all pot smokers cross like that. So yeah, True hey. pot smokers don't leave two pounds of pot. Well, that's very true. Yeah, that's true, too. Do better. Come on. But he, he reported a missing bag. And when they found <laughs> the bag, they found out why it was so important to bags him. bags <laughs> in the bag. Two pounds of pot in Uber. So, so this guy calls the police and, or he calls Uber and says he forgot a bag. Is that what it is? Yeah, the, his phone number was in there, which uh, isn't good. Um, wow. Uh, they received an email his from phone Uber letting him know that pot? a previous rider had left a package in the vehicle. The email contained a phone number at which he could reach the driver. I'm sorry, reach the driver. Okay. Uh, on January 9th, the state trooper posed as the Uber driver and called the 21 year old. Uh, it's in, the, it's in the article. Malik Molay, according to the criminal complaint, police said Molay answered the phone and said that he had left the package in the car and he would meet with the trooper, obviously thinking Uber driver, to get it back. According to the criminal complaint, he confirmed his name and told the trooper that the bag he left in the Uber was black. The trooper then texted him a picture of the bag and Molay confirmed it was his. The trooper then made arrangements to meet with Molay at a McDonald's in Irwin, PA. Oh, that was here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, twenty five minutes away from here. In the good part of town, I might add, not <laughs> right? dirty, nasty, crime-ridden Penn Hills. Right, but in right. the good part of town. Yeah. When Molay arrived at McDonald's, a trooper McDonald's not a sponsor. Not yet. A trooper went inside no, and gave the bag to Molay, according to the criminal complaint. Another trooper then entered the McDonald's and took Molay into custody, according to police. Do better, my buddy. man Molay. Do better. Could buddy. be Mollet, by the way. It's M O L L E T. Like I like Mollet. It's like Mollet. Yeah, but I'm thinking he's French. Molay. Molay. French-Canadian. Mm, hey. Still hockey. Yeah, so Mr. Molay, do better. Oh, man. You have a can't do better this week. Wow. We're moving on already. Unless you have a do better, Brian. I do not. I do not have one. On behalf of my wife, we got a uh, a calendar for a school activity that began with Monday, not Sunday. Oh, man. I rate. Yeah, she was. I was oh, sitting right next to her when it yep. dawned on her. It was not a good moment, let me tell you. And she's like, and Brian, Brian wasn't bothered by it. <laughs> it goes Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Monday, well, it doesn't even. If they didn't have weekends, fine. Oh if it goes Monday to Friday, but Saturday and Sunday's on the end. It's got all the days on there. It's somewhat sequential. That's fine by me. Yes. Can't do better. Our good buddy. John Christ. John Christ. Oh. We've been talking about doing a, a YouTube um, video of what the disciples really were talking about or filling in the blanks. Yeah. yeah. You know, the disciples murmured to one another and that's all it says in the Bible. And, and yeah. we're like, Oh, what did they murmur? Right. Yeah. Well, to a degree, John Chris did that with what if the disciples had cell phones? Yeah. 
Um, and my goodness, we'll link it. I'm sure you've already seen it if you're a human being and on the internet at all. Yeah. It is absolutely outstanding. It's great. Possibly the best line, bro, you're following the woman at the well? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's really good. Really good. It was outstanding. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's my it's it's good. I've often wanted to make a joke about Mary Magdalene, but maybe we're going too far in there. Um <laughs> I also have a can't do better now that I think about nice. it. Nice. I like uh, good news. A little more serious. Not, not serious, but um, so <laughs> last night, um, Abby, my daughter, she's yes. seven, uh, was having a conversation oh. with um, Alexis, my wife. and Not seven. Not seven. Um, I'm not I mean. going to say. But she was uh, talking about, Abby was talking about how it makes her angry when we say, I'm sorry you feel angry. And Abby's like, no, I am angry. She's like, when when you say I feel angry, that makes me even angrier because you're saying I it somehow makes my anger not as not as intense. Like this is pretty much word for word what my seven year old is saying wow. to my wife. Wow. Like, how good is that? Oh, it's outstanding. Is she listening Except to the podcast? Confused? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. You confused me when you said when you say like the first sentence I loved, which was when you tell me I'm sorry you're angry. Which I added the emphasis there. Yeah. I'm sorry you're angry. Like that's perfect. Because yeah. oh, not only am I angry, but now I'm making you sad that that I'm angry. I love when Jay dissects things, because then it's like, whoa. Well, no, she, the the thing was she said we we say we make her well, I'm sorry you feel right. angry. Right. 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 So she's saying, not only am I angry, right. oh, but now I'm negatively affecting you. Yeah. Right. And so, and then you went on to say something else, which didn't make as much sense to me. That's why I was clarifying it. But that statement alone is so brilliant that she's saying, "Yeah, no, no, no." Like she's not saying, "Join me in the, my anger," but don't make me feel bad about my anger, right? Because it's making you feel bad. Oh, you're sorry. I'm angry. No, no. What <laughs> what I'm saying is no. So Jay is right yeah. in what he's saying. All okay. right, let's but, finish this up then. That was, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but the second half is you're trying to join her and saying, I feel angry for you. The second half of it is Abby saying, but you're actually making me angrier because it's making me less angry, right? It's you're, you're saying, you're, you're saying you're like more angry than I am when you're not. Yeah. Right. So wait, but was she commenting way, on you being angry going. with her? No, no. What I mean, I'm, alongside joining her in that. No, she is saying when we say to her, yes, I'm sorry, Abby, you feel angry. Right. She she feels that that is not angry enough. Like she feels like when we add the word feel, we're diminishing how angry she actually is. So we're not like she's not seeing us joining her. It's more of right. a yeah. You're observing her. Right. Right. And so. So, Jay, you're still right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get you. Yeah. I understand. Right. That she's saying, don't just join me. Don't but, don't feel but, bad for me. Don't feel join me. Show me. Are you angry? Am I angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's Lex be angry. Lex is just gonna have to punch you like real hard. Like, like oh, you like, bam! Like, you angry like... now, Dad? Are you angry now, Dad? <laughs> so that's outstanding uh, for her to be that aware. So what's a proper way of expressing anger and joining her in that anger? Well, it depends on what she's angry. Pardon the dangling preposition. At right. Because if she's saying, like, why was she angry? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just a general. No peppers for the steakums. No, it's just a general, like, uh, you know, I guess it's something that we've been doing. It's a little catchphrase as a parent. Oh, I'm sorry sorry you feel angry. I'm I'm sorry you feel angry. And and it's just whatever it is. I'm sorry you you feel sad. I'm sorry you feel. 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see is like, oh, well, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, well, so the answer simply is, assuming it is, no matter what it is, she's angry. You know, uh, Ethan uh, Chalupa ate my doll. Right. Not that she plays with dolls. I'm so angry. Chalupa, your dog, by the way, uh, ate my doll. Oh, my gosh, honey. I can't imagine. That doll meant so much to you, and seeing that dog, which you love, ah, my goodness, that's so frustrating. You're joining it. Right. Yeah. Um, or that kid in my class is such a jerk. He asked me for a pencil. Now, as a parent, you're like, you should give him a pencil. Yeah. Is it like, oh, my gosh, I can imagine. Uh, that makes me so red in the ears just thinking about you having to give up a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think about how, why he might, have, you know, then you get into yeah. the parenting. Right. Yeah. But no matter what, it's joining in in that emotion. Well, uh, yeah. And, to, you know, Jay is like the master of Stop. it. Stop. You are, dude. Like, you pick it apart. And, like, when Brian was sharing his hurts a couple of weeks ago, if you guys want to go back and listen, um, but Brian was talking about your double hurts of, you know, being accepted and mm -hmm. by one, people that were your friends and two, by strangers total in a car. Right. Um, by picking apart that so well mm -hmm. where I'm at a point where there's moments or there's times where I do that. I do it well and mm -hmm. I can comfort Amy well or, or whoever, but there are times where like Amy will say like come home from work or whatever. And there's a, an anxious moment at work and I'm like, mm, there's something smart to say. <laughs> I, I feel anxious for you. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, I'm sorry. You feel anxious. You. Oh no. Abby's going to be mad at me. <laughs> oh, I know exactly how you feel. That's <laughs> the best one. You know, and I never good. say that. No, I, that's, and, yeah, and, that's cause I was a classic one up. Well, that's yeah. You uh, yes. know, I'll and that maybe comfort. that's what we dangle on the end of the show is which what we're are at. improper ways to comfort people or emotionally respond or emotionally yeah. respond. Right. We're going to get into that. You know, now that we've filled the cup and we've overflowed yeah. with joy and or not, um, we're going to look at, you know, comfort, emotional responding. Yeah. Uh, the ways to do it. Mm, really a lot of the ways not to do it. Yeah. Um, I gave a sermon once in a church and how to emotionally respond. And like halfway through, I said, you guys are never going to try to respond to me ever again. Are you? Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be talking about in the next couple weeks. That's awesome. And uh, again, lunchtimeinrome.com. Listen to us on Spotify. Send iTunes. us your do betters. Send us do betters. Send us an email. Tweet to us. Facebook at us. We promise we'll respond. Are you numb? Are you feeling joy? Have you made the journey between those two? I want to. I desperately want to hear those stories that you have. And that yeah, maybe. And that's something I'd like to say is like, if you don't have anybody in your life to talk to you or, or not talk to you, but like share something joyful with you. I, there's people that I've had in my life, you know, previous friends at work where they've bought in a really nice car and they can't really share that with people at work because, yeah. Oh, let's look at her buying that right. nice car. Look right. at him buying that nice car, you know, whatever. Right. And she doesn't want to share it because, yep. You know, so she calls you. So she calls because on the she people knows that, that you are going to appreciate it yeah. with her and rejoice with right. her. So yep. let us know the good. Let us know the bad. We'll be here for you. Yep. It's always a seat at the table. Always. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you.